subscribe to the Hit That Line Podcast Network, brought to you by Breeden RV Center. Breeden RV Center, family-owned and operated, a no-pressure, laid-back atmosphere, and always home of the free maintenance for life. This podcast is powered by the pros at Pascal Air Plumbing and Electric. Arkansas-owned, Arkansas-operated. GoPascal.com. You're listening to the Bud Light Morning Rush Podcast. Bud Light, proud sponsor of Arkansas Athletics. I'm always high on the hogs, guys. <laughs> I'm high. Well, I'm not high right now, but my day is young. My odometer's way up there. I'm that 2018 that's already got 130,000 miles on it. The Razorbacks rush across the field to get that boot. Tommy, Chuck, and Ty, you guys are the gold standards of sports talk radio. He bleeds to Arkansas. Ty's got good hair. Richard, there's not exactly prior precedence with what's going on with Brandon Miller. I know some people appointed to Dave Bliss and everything, but, I mean, how does this affect Alabama recruiting moving forward as long as Nate Oates is still their head coach? Uh, Obviously, it's not good. I think, uh, you know, first first person you think about is a mom of recruits and – and anytime there's negativity around a program, especially uh, like this, it, it uh, can kind of definitely hurt. I mean, I, I think some people will say, you know, they're 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 doing the right thing, and other people, uh, it seems like. Uh, and and I, I'll be honest with you, I don't know all the ins and outs of this uh, story. I just I've seen bits and pieces and read bit, bits and pieces, but. Uh, anytime you have somebody with, with a loss of life because of a gun, uh, moms are going to be a little, little uneasy about it. Not only just basketball. I mean, I think you're also talking about potentially other sports uh, within the program, uh, within the, Al- the Alabama athletic department, because uh, you know they're they're looking at the AD for leadership too. Some people are and and, and thinking, well, he's kind of dropped the ball. So that kind of, I think, kind of hurts all the programs a little bit. How much each individual uh, person, each individual family is going to have their own opinions, whether it's, uh, you know, uh, not very favorable or it may be let let this run its course and let's see what happens with the judicial system. So uh, I think uh, overall, though, I don't think it's a good thing. Richard, you talk to parents every single week. I know that NIL has taken a new part in the recruiting process, but when you speak to adults about their son potentially going off to a university, in some cases hundreds and thousands of miles away, how important is the conversation still to, I want to be able to trust this man, this grown adult to mentor and be a father-like figure to my son in some cases? Oh, it's, it's priceless. It is absolutely priceless. If they don't trust that head coach and uh, the co- coaches within the staff, uh, it's, 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 you know, especially that, that's your most precious uh, commodity there. I mean, it, 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 your son or your daughter, you know, you, you're always kind of, kind of leery about them leaving. And it's a, it's a very traumatic experience when it first happens, especially if you, know, you say, say the firstborn. Uh, and you have three other kids at home. Uh, to have that one leave, you have to have that trust that that uh, that coach and that coaching staff's going to be, uh, you know, an extension of what you are, what you preach, and what you teach at your at your household. So that right there, I think, uh, if if there's uh, probably one thing that uh, really impacts recruiting as much as anything else. Uh, it is that trust in that uh, head coach and that, that coaching staff. You know, all the conversation and all of the focus has been put on Brandon Miller the last 24 hours, 48 hours. But what also hasn't probably been discussed enough since all this happened, what, January 15th, is Nate Oates did recruit at least two other players that right now have serious charges, including murder, that were on his team. So, I mean, uh, regardless of Brandon Miller and – scoring 41 points last night Richard there's clearly you know and I know people disappoint you with their actions every day but we're talking about someone losing their life here Uh, that's part of the process that has to be looked at somewhere down the line is 
how did Nate Oates miss in the evaluation that would bring someone into the program that could, uh, could commit an act like this? Yeah, it's a fine. It, it's truly a fine line. You want to, you know, there, there's uh, you want kids that are have good character, come from good uh, backgrounds, and and I and I don't know all the again. I don't know all the ins and outs of uh, of of, uh, of the story as far as what kind of background the kids are coming from. But at the same time, you 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 have to you have to be careful when you take chances on kids because something like this could potentially happen. Uh, when I say take a chance on a kid, take a chance on a kid that had, maybe has had some uh, issues uh, in high school and and uh, had some character th- flaws and you, you you feel like that you, you know, you can work with this kid. And, and, that, and, and there's a lot of success stories with that too. I mean, we, we've seen it at the University of Arkansas. Uh, so uh, it's a fine line, but at the same time, when it goes bad and it goes bad like this, it, it, it obviously is going to reflect negatively towards your program. And uh, only time will tell what, what, how things are going to look in the next, uh, you know, three or four years during, you know, as far as future classes and stuff like that. But there, there will be some families that will back off of, uh, the program there's no doubt about that and there'll be some that will, will trust uh, uh, uh the coach and, and and his staff and and continue to be recruited and continue to uh you know sign with them what was your reaction when the news came out yesterday afternoon that brandon miller would play last night you know i had mixed emotions i i'm a i'm a firm believer in a in a, in, in so in a lot of a lot of the information I'm getting, uh, to be honest with you, just because I've just been busy with other stuff, uh, is on our message board. And in our, on our message board, it is, uh, it is, I'd say the vast majority of people were, you know, saying that he should, uh, should not be playing. He, he probably should be charged. But at the same time, we're, we're you know, we're, we're, we're a law, you know, law abiding, uh, type country as far as, you know, we let the law, you know, stand and, and, you know, if, if, if the DA, the prosecutor can, doesn't have a case of uh, charging the young man, I mean, it's, it's, it's just something I struggle with. And, and again, I don't know enough about it, but on the outside looking in just a little bit that I know, it, it does look a little, uh, uh, I don't know, that doesn't look good. From the optics standpoint, is this something that coaches in this league and outside this league will negatively recruit against Nate Oates in Alabama? I'm sure some will, but you know what? You know, I, I think a lot of times uh, coaches, I think the good coaches kind of let let uh, let it play out, and I don't think you really have to mention it because uh, this this is so well publicized. It'd be hard to believe that uh, uh, people are not aware, at least aware of it. Uh, People like myself not knowing all the details, so I'm a little kind of re- reluctant to to uh, have a strong uh, feeling either way. Even though that it, I, I can understand why some people uh, you know think that, that you know that he shouldn't be playing, and and some people think he should be charged uh, you know as an accessory to murder. So uh, it, it's uh, it, it's. It's something that we haven't seen in quite some time. There's no doubt about that. When you look at the basketball side of things, because I think we've been pretty concrete on the on the court side and that, how does this change the outlook for Alabama trying to win the league, trying to couple all the distractions in addition to Nashville, how the SEC tournament sets up? What does this do to the psyche of the Crimson Tide right now? Yeah, I mean, it, it, you, you said it. It's it's a distraction, and that, and from what I understand, what uh, some of the crowd at South Carolina was giving uh, Miller uh, uh, their you know their thoughts about the situation, and I'm sure it wasn't pretty. So uh, he he's uh, he's got to if, if if he continues to play, and and, and obviously he had a very good game last night. I saw that. Uh, he's got to he's got to he's got to be extremely mentally tough, and. Uh, you know the the kids, other uh, kids on the on, on the team uh, have to to be that way too. Uh, you know, it, it could be one of those type deals. that, you know, you if you're uh, Oates, you 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 say that uh, it's us against the world right now. We're the only ones that believe in in one another, and let's uh, rally around each other and 
and uh, support one another and, and, and try to try to uh, get the outside noise away from, you know, the kids and, and probably encourage them not to be on social media, not to listen to the, <laughs> uh, the news and stuff like that, too, which yeah. uh, obviously is going to be very difficult. But, hey, if I'm Brandon Miller, I, I'm not even touching Twitter. I mean, or any 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 social media outlet. So, uh, but, uh, I, I think that's, it, it's going to be, it's going to be tough, but it, I, I think it's doable. So what happens Saturday? Uh, Bama narrowly escapes the, the worst team in the league at their place in Columbia, South Carolina last night, uh, had to go to overtime. What, what happens with the Razorbacks Saturday coming to uh, Tuscaloosa? Well, I think if you're Arkansas, obviously you, you, you feel pretty confident about yourself. And then Alabama, the, you don't. You don't want. You don't. You, you truly don't know what their mindset's going to be like uh, on Saturday. And you know, and, and we don't know uh, going forward until it, it plays out. But uh, I think uh, you know, if you're if you're Coach Muss, you just worry about your team and 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 I, whether he brings up uh, what's going on. I mean, I, I don't know, but uh, it, it's obviously out there. The, the kids are going to know about it, but at the same time. I think the number one thing you should do is just focus on yourself and, and play it out. And obviously, you know, it, it could be a, such a distraction that, you know, Alabama doesn't play as well as they, they usually do. And obviously last night uh, seems to be part of, you know, a little bit of that, you know, that case, a little bit of that uh, involved. Richard Davenport with us here recruiting Thursday on uh, the Morning Rush. Getting ready to head into high school basketball tournaments across our state, uh, lower classifications and regionals. I know you're probably already looking at the schedule, uh, where some of the uh, targets are at. What what are some of the places you'll be visiting next week to watch some of the better high school basketball in our state? That's a, that's a good question. I haven't even looked at it. I'm not going to lie to you. I've uh, been busy with a, a special project and uh, just uh, – just working, doing my stuff, but uh, I usually wait. Uh, it's kind of like on Friday nights for football games. I usually wait till uh, uh, the day of to make the decision where I'm going, so uh, uh, I guess we'll find out next week. We'll leave it there this morning, man. Good luck on that big old project, and uh, maybe we'll hear more about it next week. All right, guys. We'll see you. All right, good stuff from Richard Davenport of the Arkansas Democrat Gazette and Whole Hog Sports. So I want to come back to this Brandon Miller thing, but I do want to take a quick break from it. Tommy, you used to do play-by-play. How many years did you do that? Oh, 1991 till 2004. Okay. Well, this was a sophomore in high school at West Catholic up in Michigan when he found out, Tommy, they were having a snow day tomorrow. And Lusk calls the snow day. Breaking news. Lusk just calls the snow day right here at the student section. Oh, my goodness. Oh, I've never seen that before. Breaking news. Lusk calls the snow day at Hamilton. No school for me tomorrow. And that's the end of the game. Zero's on the clock, 57-45. Lusk takes it home along with the Hawkeyes. My name is Aiden Lynch, sophomore broadcaster. That is the end of the game officially. Never get that excited during the course of a... I, I, I probably got that excited, but probably wasn't over a snow day. That sounded to me like a young man that had a class project or a test or something coming up that he was ill-prepared for. He sounded like he had uh, a cat that had, had, had used another one of his lives up there or something is what it sounded like to me. I was thinking the exact same thing. So I, I started getting <laughs> it when I entered college. Really, technology outside of email wasn't prevalent in high school for me but once college came about we used this service called blackboard where you could transmit files via the website basically and so even on snow days if you had something due you were required to send it in i guess they don't have that because i i agree with you tommy that sounded like a young man that wanted to uh wanted a snow day more than anything in his entire life because he had a project or something he had not finished to that point now you said that was up somewhere up north right in Michigan, West Catholic, now, the Hawkeyes. How much snow do you have to have in Michigan to get a snow day? That was my next question. I mean, 
uh, like two feet, three feet. Yeah, I mean, maybe, maybe it might be more. You know, he's got to be as high as the car. I mean, I, I just don't imagine <laughs> they call school off very often in Michigan because of a little snow. No I mean, we get a we get a threat of snow. Hey, there might be a flurry. Well, you know, better go get our milk and bread. You know, we we kind of get a little antsy around here. I. Uh, it must have been a. I hadn't followed what the the weather in the last few days in Michigan have been like, but uh, yeah, clearly that young man uh, probably hadn't had very many snow days. Would be my guess in Michigan. No, and again, I thought that was great. Good for that kid who has a snow day, doesn't have to turn in his final or his midterm or whatever the case may be because uh, of excess snow up in the Michigan area. And like you said, I don't know how much it takes, but evidently it probably takes a lot to to get that done. You know. I, I had the the, uh, the the fortunate opportunity at as a sophomore in high school to to begin working in this industry and doing play by play for the school I attended and it, we didn't have broadcasting classes we didn't have uh, you know our, our buddy Smackdown teaches those at BB High School but seemingly every school has some kind of uh, media or broadcast type broadcast journalism type class in high school didn't exist when I went. And, and I was very lucky to get to do that as a teenager. I wish more, and I see a lot of these live streams, and, you know, they got you know, either local media or adults, but I really wish they'd get more students involved. Yeah, they're going to make mistakes. They're going to say something they shouldn't. Something <laughs> stupid's going to come out. But, man, it would be so great for for them and that experience in our industry. And I know, you know, these are live streams that people are watching to see their kids play. They're, they're not viewed by tens of thousands in most cases. Yeah. So. I wish they'd get more students involved behind the mic because that's the one thing I, I don't see enough of um, in these live streams around our state is is the kids getting a chance to call the games. We have plenty of school administrators, teachers, and various people in capacities that can make that happen. So like Tommy said, I, I, had, I think we had it our senior year. I didn't do it. I was playing sports, but that would be a good recommendation on a part. And yeah. we're getting to the point where it's more prevalent now in Arkansas high schools, but yep. I, I can attest that it, sports radio, for example, is not as um, what's the what's the word I'm looking for. It, it, it's not not an industry that people aren't as interested in than they were, say, even ten years ago. And I think doing something like that might re up that level of interest. I knew as soon as I started doing it sophomore year, that's what I wanted to do, as you yep. probably did your sophomore year. And I think more I knew the when I spoke into a microphone my freshman year doing PA, hey, this is what I want to do. And I pursued it. And I was fortunate enough that someone at a commercial radio station would give a kid that had no right being on the radio an opportunity. Well, now we got classes and opportunity with stream that's you know the school's deal. I I just wish more of the kids got a chance to call those games. And you know I understand there's people in each community. And the adult wants to do it, and they've been doing it for uh, years. Screw but, the adults, man. But, Let the kids do it. Come but on. you know, give give the kids a chance. I mean, you know, it's a low leverage deal. Give them a chance. Let the let the kids. Someone hadn't give me a chance. I might not be doing this today. How in the world would come to an end if that wasn't the case? Yeah. Let's talk. Hey. to Go ahead. Someone may find their path in life, you know. Exactly. Just give them a chance to find it. Exactly. Let's talk to Jr. and Shady Grove. Jr., you got some thoughts on basketball this morning. Fire away. Hey, guys. Hey, guys. How y'all doing? I'm good, buddy. Hey, you know, I, I don't know. I'm just, I've just been on the tail end of this, but, mm-hmm. you know, most, most colleges and school campuses are gun-free zones, are they not? Yeah, Alabama's code of conduct, uh, I had that pulled up. Let me, let me see if I could find it again, but they, uh... They they have that implemented as well. The the issue with that is I don't know if Miller was driving on campus. I don't know if where he was slash driving was a campus zone or not. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you something. <clears throat> this has been going on for a long time and, and from the outside looking in, years ago my brother was working in Conway, working nights, and uh, an individual came in there and stole a candy bar and walked out without paying for it and they stopped him. And that individual was Scotty Pippen, and the the store, you know, because of who he was, just kind of swept it under the rug, and, it, and nothing ever came about, you know. So uh, it, this this situation right here, I mean, someone someone lost their life out of this. If you if you if you look at any court case around the country, anytime there's any type of situation like this, they're trying to end all this violence, you know, that's going on, and anybody that participates or brings anything to the table 
that contributes to this violence, they're always, you know, at least an accessory, if not, you know. And I, I think that I think that the Alabama has has a big a big issue here. They're going to have to deal with. I mean, that that is someone lost their life. I mean, we 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 all get involved in sports. We love sports and stuff like that. But where where do we get to the point where we think, okay? You know, we need to we need to keep the law like it is and, and make it applicable to everybody, regardless of what their their status is. You know, well, you've uh, heard that's how I feel about. You've heard the phrase "win at all costs." We all have. One of our coaches at some point in time has said that to us over the years. That that phrase is just a phrase. It shouldn't actually be implemented in cases like this or in cases across the country. And that's what I feel. And, and Jr., we appreciate the call this morning, Bud. Tommy, that's what I feel is going on in well, this situation right now. But let's also remember, it's not as though the person that committed the murder hadn't been charged. Let's not act like, mm-hmm. you know, nothing's being done to bring justice to the victim's family and for the victim themselves. Um, I mean, there have been charges filed. There are people being held in custody, awaiting, and we're finding out more as it goes along. There's clearly a very fine line on on what is enough evidence to charge Brandon Miller with a crime. And while, you know, we all look at it as he drove the gun to the scene, that seems obvious to us. There's something in the evidence and that threshold of what it's got to be that that's not quite connecting for the rest of the world, that in the legal world with the prosecutor and everyone else involved in this to the grand jury hasn't yet said, hey, Brandon Miller needs to be charged with accessory or, or, or whatever that charge would be. Um, and I've got to believe that at some point we're going to get more facts and more understanding and more context and clarity because I can't imagine all of the adults that are involved in this are are all using poor judgment, mm-hmm. every single one of them. i got to believe that there's just more to it that we don't know yet. I listened to Alabama alum Greg McElroy, former quarterback there who has, I think, two degrees from Tuscaloosa. Here is what he had to say on how the university handled it yesterday. I do not care about how this affects Alabama's basketball team moving forward. I don't care at all, to be honest with you. I care about justice for Jamia Harris, a 23-year-old mother who was shot down on the strip in Tuscaloosa. That's what I care about. And I, we, we're coming back to where we initially started the conversation yesterday as he referenced Jamia Harris. That's the whole thing that we can dis- that needs to be discussed. I know this is a sports talk radio station. I know y'all want to know if Brandon Miller's playing on Saturday. We're going to get to that coming up. He played last night, had a career high 41. But that's the biggest issue on all this. You got a five-year-old son who doesn't have a mother anymore. That's where people have to come back to when it comes to discussing this. But this happened over a month ago, and it was only when more was learned about Brandon Miller that anyone really cared to this magnitude on at least a national perspective. Hey, it's Phil Elson. From all these years watching baseball, I've grown accustomed to watching closers in their element. James Teague isn't closing innings anymore. He's closing cases. With almost 30 years in the business, Teague Law Firm is a general practice firm that can help you with most family law issues, divorce, custody, and child support. They can also help with criminal law, both felonies and misdemeanors. Call James and the Teague Law Firm at 479-531-2785. 531-2785. Online at teague-law.com. The Teague Law Firm. If they can't help you, they'll talk baseball. Bet Online remains your number one source for all your sports betting this season. Everything from the NFL and bowl season to esports. You'll find the latest odds, team matchup info, player news, and game trends at Bet Online. Bet Online features live betting, free contests, and live scores for almost any sport or game imaginable. We're the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite leagues and events. Head to betonline.ag to join and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Make sure to use the promo code BELIEVE to receive your rewards. That's B-L-E-A-V. BetOnline, where the game starts. You're listening to the Bud Light Morning Rush Podcast. Bud Light, proud sponsor of Arkansas Athletics. Tom, any guesses what we're going to talk about this morning? I think you might have one. <laughs> No, I mean, it's it's the hot topic for sure, and uh, I'm ready to roll on it. Good morning. I think you provide an interesting perspective on this because you covered 
the Alabama Crimson Tide. Now, I think you, if I remember your timeline correctly, was it one year of Nick Saban, and then you came here? Am I, am I remembering that right? Well, the timeline was his hiring, obviously, in that January, and, all, and the lead-up to it when he's with the Dolphins saying, do I have to say it? I'm not going to be the Alabama coach. When all my sources were saying, Malmore is waiting on Nick Saban, and he's not going to move further until he gets the no from Nick Saban. So we had to wait out to the end of the season. But now I covered that, the hiring and spring ball and a couple of days in camp. And so I came here in August of 2007 to pick up coverage of Houston Nuts' final camp and season. I know, Tom, there's been turnover since then within the athletics department. I know in 2007, I guess that would have been Mark Godfrey, who would have been the head basketball coach. But kind of with your sources and the guys that you talk to still immediately are friends with, what have you made of all of this in the last 48 hours or so? Yeah, well, I, I don't know Greg Byrne personally, so I I saw his um his uh, online deal with Reese Davis in Alabama alum yesterday, and, you know, the perspective they took, obviously, is that the kid hasn't been charged with anything, and my take is this. Um, what do we expect out of Brandon Miller? Uh, a 17 or, excuse me, 18, 19-year-old kid to, like, make the right call um, and, and not show up or not do it? So um, I have colleagues who, have, who are adamant, and I don't think it has anything to do with the fact that Arkansas is their next opponent, but they're just adamant that you've got you to do some kind of suspension because the decision he made – to show up and but but do we think an 18 or 19 year old kid should be able to, to go you know I'm, I'm going to be the smarter man here i'm not going to drive drive this car there if you read the lawyer stuff it's like oh he's a completely wholesome kid he didn't know and all and and so i think the truth is somewhere in the middle um but the bottom line being you know what it it's just a it's just um an un, un uh, unfortunate and tragic event, and Nate Oates should have. He was a little bit tone deaf when he gave his remarks on the first day. That is for sure. Mm-hmm. And I, it's not my place to say uh, Alabama should have suspended him. Uh, the kid's not facing any charges, so you just have to deal with what comes. You think when all of this is over, the season's over, whatever happens, and I don't think Alabama's winning a national title now. I'll, I'll say I'd be surprised if they get to the Final Four in, in light of all of this. Um, I can't help but believe, Tom, pretty pretty noticeable changes will be coming to their athletic department, I would think. I, you know, uh, they've t- they t- taken withering criticism from basically throughout the industry on their decision to – it's like they knew it. They, they they knew that Miller had had been there, and the gun was in his car apparently, and decided to do nothing about it. And I think kids who have that kind of um, uh, entourage about themselves—I mean, they've already got set up with you know advisors and reps and all this—and the school doesn't want to lose any revenue. Um, it's almost as if they get some kind of kind of pass. Um, and I'm not saying that happened here. I mean, if, if that had been a walk-on who had done that, would they have suspended him? Would they have booted him from the team? Maybe. We don't know. Likely. Uh, but it could, could be very likely. But I, I don't know. Um, I hesitate to say whether or not there's going to be, you know, firings or suspensions or, or, or anything. And, and and listen, we don't know, and I don't. I'm not interested in really finding out. But I got to believe that this same type of situation occurred, even with a star player. Um, in in Alabama's football program, I just got to. I've got to believe, and maybe I'm just naive, but the handling of it by Nick Saban would have been much different than what we've seen by Nate Oates. You may be very well right. Um, although we know that Nick Saban's been a, a big second chance guy. Um, you know, we don't know what internal punishments there would be, but honestly, you know, extra running and morning workouts and stuff really aren't. You know, I don't think that's part of the you know, the, the, the response here, you, you know what I mean? Like sometimes you didn't miss happens. study hall here. They say you didn't miss study hall on this one. This is a little more severe than that. Exactly. So, um, here's the thing. A cloud's going to be hanging over Alabama for as long as they're alive in the NCAA tournament. They have an outstanding team that, you know, you watched them last night. The rest of the team was, I think 13 for 37. So a, a really bad off night. 
But Brandon Miller showed up to play last night, almost seemingly motivated. When you looked at his body language and his re- reactions to the plays, uh, almost as if I'll show everybody. And um, how about Michi Johnson? He hits the half court shot, and if he hits this, the second half court shot in overtime, you got a huge upset on your hands. Yeah, that was a great game last night. We're talking with Tom Murphy this morning, the Arkansas Democrat Gazette and Whole Hog Sports. Tom, you, you mentioned age there, and I, I think that's important when discussing all this. I was stupid at 18. I'm not going to sit here and tell you otherwise, but uh, a question from Billy comes in this morning. I don't know how much Brandon Muller makes NIL-wise, but if we're trusting, and this is not just him, if we're trusting any young man or any young lady at 18 years old that they can be um, responsible enough to accept million five hundred $250,000, shouldn't that same standard be held across the board when it comes to other situations, especially something like this? Um, I don't know. I, I I don't think that, I don't think the NIL money comes with the responsibility of doing everything right, um, and I, I, I'm a little bit more I think maybe lenient in that. You know, it's can we assume that he knew the gun was in there? Well, that's that was in the text, so I think we can assume. But I, I don't know how many 18 or 19 year olds would have made the, the very mature. We're, we're all evaluating this well after the fact and at what our, our ages and our life experiences are like and not what Brandon Miller's are. Um, now, do I wish that he had said, no, nah, man, I can't, you know, you, if you got a beef with somebody, I can't show up with this gun. That's not going to help anything. I wish that's the decision he'd made, but he's also um, a teenager. Mm-hmm. And I, Tom, I mentioned this in hour one. I've driven a buddy's vehicle that had a gun in it that I had no idea it was there. And then found out after the fact that I ripped him for it. I was like, you, you can't do that, man. We can't do that. So that's, I mean, that's an example of my own life. I guess the, the question is, and we, we asked you earlier, I mean, based on what we've read, based on what we've heard, is there a, any chance that Brandon Miller doesn't suit up the rest of the way? I think he's going to play Saturday why wouldn't we believe he'd play the rest of the season? Well, I think it depends on, because um, you heard, uh, gosh, I heard one of the commentators last night saying, I think it might have been Seth Greenberg on the call, that the the decision, uh, the disciplinary decision for him is something that the president and the, you know, the chancellor, the board and all that make. Well, what if the pressure to bear from the the, the, the people they run with um, is that how, how can you, this puts U of A in a bad light. Uh, how can we deal with this? That maybe, that, that maybe a decision is made on the, you know, the, the, the board of trustee level that comes down to the president. I don't know if that will happen. Uh, but certainly those folks are hearing in their circles, um, criticism, um, from about the university on how the whole incident was handled. Yeah. Tom Murphy, Arkansas Democrat Gazette, Whole Hog Sports with us on the morning rush. So let's move forward to that game. Arkansas plays Tuesday night. Alabama, as we've been talking last night's big game for Arkansas Saturday. Uh, looking to, uh, I, I think you'd be all but solidified in the NCAA tournament with a win at Alabama. Let's talk about that contest. Nick Smith's back, scored 26. What has to happen for Arkansas to leave the state of Alabama Saturday with a victory? Well, you know, they held Miller down pretty well in the first game, and Devo Davis got a lot of that coverage. Um, and it wasn't until um, he went around the screen, or, you know, um, instead of, you know, over it, that um, Miller hit a couple of threes that were huge. And I want to say Clowney hit one. And Alabama separated from what had been a pretty tight game to, to I want to say, out to about nine points in just a short while. And then, you know, Arkansas didn't have the three-point capability to get back in that game um i think that you can't expect the same um all the uh, the other cast of alabama to have another off night as they did at south carolina i think the crowd is going to be super motivated because they know it's a, a quality team coming in um and like it's the world against alabama and i think we're going to see a lot of that on saturday but i also think arkansas can put forth a defensive game plan to try to slow miller and uh, and give themselves a chance. But I'll tell you the biggest – one of the biggest issues from last night's game was the way Alabama crashed the offensive boards. So many times they missed shots, they got them back. 
And so uh, Arkansas has got to be a really strong rebounding team in that game. Uh, Devo's got to show up and really defend on Miller. And then uh, they got to keep Sears. Sears really hurt him in that game with his dribble penetration. And so uh, they, they've got to keep up their hot shooting. I, I, have, I have a sneaky suspicion they're going to give Alabama a really good run. And then also Arkansas has an extra day to prepare, and Alabama played a road game on the Wednesday night. So that's, that's a little bit in Arkansas's favor. How much do uh, Nate Oates and Eric Musselman like each other? Is it, I get the feeling that it's a little bit tenuous between those two. What's your feeling on their, their professional relationship? Yeah, I, I don't think they're taking summer trips together. Um, <laughs> and, you know, it's, it's, this is a high-level um, D1 coaching deal right now between these two that you're going after the same guys and – uh, it's about your styles of play and you know how you represent your program and um, yeah this is this is a this is a from what I gather pretty testy relationship. Yeah, Tom, uh, we'll leave it there. We'll pick it up Tuesday morning when you join us again. All right, sounds good. Enjoy it. Thanks. All right, great stuff from Tom Murphy, Arkansas Democrat Gazette, with us here Tuesdays and Thursdays uh, on the Morning Rush. Introducing Your Choice Tuesday at Buffalo Wild Wings. Buy one, get one 50% off on our traditional wings on Tuesdays. Then the best thing about Thursday at Buffalo Wild Wings is buy one, get one free on our boneless wings. Both offers are now available for dining and carryout. Some exclusions apply. Visit your Buffalo Wild Wings in Bryant, Little Rock, Sherwood, Conway, Fort Smith, and in Jonesboro. Buffalo Wild Wings. Roar! Chuck Barrett here. I know a thing or two about making great calls in Arkansas. And when it comes to your home service needs, make the call to Pascal Air Plumbing and Electric. The friendly pros at Pascal have been serving Arkansas for more than 50 years. And as the weather changes, make sure your system is ready with a Pascal protection plan. Call the pros at Pascal and get a seasonal tune-up, discounted services, and priority scheduling. Pascal Air Plumbing and Electric. Arkansas owned. Arkansas operated. GoPascal.com. At Joshua's Fine Jewelry, we specialize in getting you exactly what you want. Custom jewelry, professional repairs. We can even fix eyeglasses and other small trinkets. Now we offer services with a new laser engraving slash cutting machine. We can mark any shape or design you need. Company logos, fingerprints, religious symbols, even actual pictures can be engraved or just cut out into shape and preserved in metal forever. We can also engrave on other materials, glass, wood, plastic, just ask. You can get what you want without settling for less. We can take any design or picture and turn it into a forever keepsake. Come see Nathan and let him tell you all the details. You can get exactly what you want at Joshua's Fine Jewelry in beautiful downtown Russellville. Core Jewelry! You're listening to the Bud Light Morning Rush Podcast. Bud Light, proud sponsor of Arkansas Athletics. Tommy, Jalen Williams doing what he did in college. He is currently leading the NBA right now in charges drawn per minutes play. The highest rate since 2016 since they've started doing hustle stats. Playing for the Oklahoma City Thunder. I know him and Isaiah, short drive back to Fort Smith over All-Star Weekend. Looks like he took what he did in college and it's translating to the National Basketball Association. You know, there's a lot more technique to it than I think you know, we just realize it's not just being tough and willing to take the body shot. You got to get your feet in the right spot. You you, you got to have the quickness to get there and be a legal defender. There's there's a lot more basketball stuff going on there than we realize, and uh, he should be credited with how good his defensive technique is to draw all those charges. What do you think is more prevalent here in Arkansas, Oklahoma City, Isaiah Joe jerseys, or Jalen Williams? Which one do you think has more jerseys here in this state? Oh, I don't know. Uh, I'm. I'm gonna guess Jalen. I I don't know. I, you know they're both crowd favorites, but uh, I think Jalen. You know, but and both from the same hometown. Mm-hmm. So uh, maybe maybe Isaiah's got. A, I don't know. He hadn't been. Who's been? They've been with this team about the same amount of time though. Cause even mm-hmm. though Isaiah's been in the league a little longer, right? Yeah, because uh, so, Isaiah was a Philadelphia 76. Yeah, right. Right. So uh, I don't know how to. I bet they're both uh, pretty popular in Arkansas though. And I'd like to see the the Thunder winning. You know, at a higher level and and because when they were. 
uh, you know, years ago, I mean, there was a lot more Thunder fans that uh, kind of jumped on the bandwagon, particularly in the western half of the state. And I think with two Razorbacks, if that pans out, I think people will get fired up for Thunder basketball on the western side of the state. I love that Jalen and Chet Holmgren are teammates. Uh, I know initially Jalen probably gave him a hard time for that Sweet 16 win over Gonzaga, and uh, I would guess that's probably come up once or twice in that locker room. You probably got the same email I did, the uh, one week to renew your football season yep. tickets. Have you done that yet? I have not. No, I'm, I need to because the deadline's the first. So, yeah. I've, you know, like I said, I got a week. Uh, so, need to get that done. I, there's no sense in giving them their money any sooner, right? <laughs> How so. do you think season ticket sales are doing right now for football? I probably uh, probably got some work to do. You know, questions about the economy, questions about the team. Uh, you know, money's probably not flowing quite the way it was. The schedule's not as, uh, you know, bountiful if you will as it was a year ago so i imagine my, my guess would be ticket sales are lagging behind where they'd like to be at this point it's weird that they're not opening in donald w reynolds razorback stadium and instead they'll play their first game this season at war memorial does that yeah I mean, does that even count people does that help oh, i don't mean, know heck no this is a little rock guy talking I mean, of course I mean, it doesn't to, help but, but, well i mean because no. when this happened this happened what three or four years ago Last time they were, you know, it was almost like the season didn't open. It was like didn't we didn't they play even pay Thursday night, to Tommy. Didn't they play yeah. Thursday? Yeah, that's exactly. Uh. It's like <laughs> okay, it's like it's like we played an eleven game season that that year, okay. in, in a lot of ways. Yeah, just it felt weird. Yeah, so it did. All right, continue. On I the, imagine this one. This one will be much the same. I agree. Continue on the football. Peyton Hill has put this out on social media that he has left the hospital and should make a hundred percent recovery. So happy for the former Razorback and after what he dealt with with the the drowning and then saving his kids from the beach. But Tommy, it looks like he's going to be okay. Yeah, and that, that's good news. And that, that's a lengthy hospital stay, but uh, you know, plan for a full recovery. He didn't want to get into a lot of details. What happened? He asked for some privacy for his family, but. Uh, a uh, very fortunate outcome considering the circumstances. More news for you this morning. You're back in Baumwalker Stadium tomorrow against Eastern Illinois. Again, we're going to give away two pairs of two tickets for the game coming up at the end of this segment. Uh, other things going on. Phil Elson has the call for Arkansas women's basketball as they'll take on Mississippi State. That game's also at 8 o'clock on the SEC Network. And then softball gets going today on the SEC Network. Plus, Courtney Diefel, the all-time winningest coach, will open up against Arizona today in a doubleheader tonight. They got, I think, six games this weekend for the Razorback Invitational in, uh, in Bogle Park, Tommy. Yeah, and uh, people are excited. Season tickets are sold out. If you want to go to a softball game, they're Berm general admission seats out in the outfield, which I have not been to a game, but on TV or the stream, it it, it looks like a lot of fun. So, um, you know, the community is, you know, in the northwest Arkansas community is rallying around this softball team, and I I imagine we're going to – I don't don't know how much expansion – you know, the softball park's so much smaller in dimensions. I don't know how much more expansion they can do over there, but I imagine they're looking for ways to – find more seats for fans uh, around that park. I think back to the the phrase used in uh, Field of Dreams, if you build it, they will come. Well, she's building a heck of a program. They keep on winning. You're going to have to to find seats at some point. That's going to do it for your hog update. It is brought to you, as always, by Mr. Sparky. You don't have to put up with any malarkey. Call 888-8-SPARKY. Tommy, we're givers on the morning rush, aren't we? We yep. love to love to give things away. Well, I've got four tickets on my phone right now. The great thing about it, you don't have to come by and pick them up. I'll just text them to you. So we're going to give away two pairs of two tickets. Tommy, I'm going to let you uh, pick the caller number for Christian. Same as same as yesterday. Give Christian your name, first and last name, where you're calling from, and your phone number. What callers are we going with this morning, Tommy? Oh, let's see. Uh... Today is the 23rd, so let's split that and go callers two and three. Okay. So. I thought you were about to say 23. Well, we could do that. No. Well, listen, if we said 23, we would get 23 calls because these are hot commodities here. Yeah. So, again, so. tomorrow's game, Eastern Illinois. I've got two pairs of two tickets thanks to a Morning Rush dedicated lister, Dennis, and he's willing to give them away, again, his Friday tickets. So make sure, like yesterday or like we did earlier this week, if you call in, make sure you can go. Don't buy or don't receive them and then try and sell them. If you're trying to call in, make sure you can go.
I'll tell you what. We'll do these tickets from Dennis now, and then I've got uh, a couple more. And these are in great seats. Philip from Mount Ida texted me the other day. These were right behind the first base dugout. The uh, the ones we'll give away next hour. So I get we got some more for next hour uh, that we'll give away. We'll even let you choose which day you'd like to go: Friday, Saturday, or Sunday when you call in. So How about that? we'll do that next hour as well. You know, so. we're just again we're try uh, we do our best to give things away when hey, possible. We want uh, people there. If yeah. We can't use them ourselves. Somebody might as well go and enjoy it. These so. are Section One Hundred Row V Seat Sixteen, so they are good seats. And again, they yeah, are. That's down the first baseline. I walked out to One Hundred the other day. That, that, that's a great vantage point out there. I cannot wait. So Arkansas plays, of course, Kentucky next Saturday at home. I am going to go to Bomb Walker Stadium next Friday. I'm forgetting. Is that Illinois State next Friday? I'm forgetting who it was. That's right. Okay. That'll be uh, the first game. Bomb Walker Stadium. Hopefully, we'll have some good weather. I mean, you really, Tommy, yeah, you, we said it earlier. You couldn't ask for much better than you had opening day. I know you enjoyed that thoroughly. You know, it's it's Illinois State in the midweek game okay. on the first. And then that weekend, the third, fourth, and fifth is Wright State. So Wright State. Okay. You were a little ahead of yourself on the opponent, but you had it right. Illinois State, then Wright State next week. No so. pun intended. Got it right. Yep. Got it. Got it right. At Joshua's Fine Jewelry, we specialize in getting you exactly what you want. Custom jewelry, professional repairs. We can even fix eyeglasses and other small trinkets. Now we offer services with a new laser engraving slash cutting machine. We can mark any shape or design you need. Company logos, fingerprints, religious symbols, even actual pictures can be engraved or just cut out into shape and preserved in metal forever. We can also engrave on other materials, glass, wood, plastic. Just ask. You can get what you want without settling for less. We can take any design or picture and turn it into a forever keepsake. Come see Nathan and let him tell you all the details. You can get exactly what you want at Joshua's Fine Jewelry in beautiful downtown Russellville. Core Jewelry! Have you tried Benville Brewing's new Space Goose Hazy India Pale Ale? It's handcrafted in Arkansas. You'll taste the great tropical citrus, including the passion fruit, the guava, and pineapple. It's creamy, zingy, and zows the taste buds. It's weird, wonderful, and wacky all at the same time. Try the new Space Goose Hazy India Pale Ale from Benville Brewing. Well, thanks for joining us as always, man. Uh, really, it, it's not often that we shy away from Razorback conversations throughout this show, but all anyone wants to text or call in about is this Brandon Miller, and I guess it's pertinent to the Razorbacks since they play in Tuscaloosa on Saturday. But what have you made of all this in the last week or so? Well, it seems like uh, there was one train of thought that uh, he ought to be suspended, the coach ought to be suspended, for insensitive remarks, and now we've got another set of information that changes uh, the dialogue a little bit. And, and some people don't want to walk back their original thought that he should be suspended. But based on what I see, um, he's uh, <laughs> he is uh, unfortunately going to be uh, viewed as doing something horrible by one set, you know, fan base, and not so much by another fan base. And I don't think that, uh, you know, in the state of Alabama, they, they probably want him to play, guys. Yeah. How fine is that line? I mean, I'm not – we're not legal oh, it's, guys, it's, but we've been around. How fine is the line of what Brandon Miller did? Well, yeah, I think that you'd have to get into his mind to see what he did if it was really wrong. He's taking a gun to a friend uh, in the middle of the night. That's wrong. Uh but as far as it, is it against the law, probably not. Uh, and did he, you know, aid in a murder? I don't know. You'd have to, you'd have to get into his mind, and I don't think any of us are going to get there. <laughs> I, mean, I really don't. I got a question on that. What if that gun was Brandon Miller's instead of who was registered? Well, it wouldn't. And Ty. Well, what I'm asking is that change it? Is the fact that it's Darius? Miles' gun and not Brandon that, Miller's is that? That's your game. You play it. I'm not. It's not his gun. I mean, it, it's you know, I I hate to do that. I mean, it's like you know, it, it wasn't his gun, Ty. And you know, we were saying it it was, and 
that was different, but it's not, who's, and I don't think we should do that anymore. I mean, that's that's gone in its past. It's not, it was not his gun. Well, who's we? I mean, I wasn't saying that because the initial report didn't say. I that. would say that I would say that ninety percent of the people were saying it's his gun, and they were wrong. I mean, I heard it. I heard it on the afternoon show yesterday, in, including, you know. The hosts were talking about like that was his gun, and it wasn't. But we didn't know that, right? That well, think, all has changed. I think in the initial AL dot com report that came out in the detective's testimony, Detective Culpepper, I think they initially said it was Darius Miles' gun. I don't. I mean, yeah, I, I have but not. I, but I keep well, hearing people saying it was he brought his gun to him, and it was not correct. Yeah. Nonetheless, I think we'll, we'll forever view Brandon Miller differently, and and. Yeah, I think we view are. Nate Oates differently. And, and you know, Brandon Miller's going to play a few more games, however many that is, now in Alabama, probably, you know, 10 or less, somewhere in that neighborhood with postseason. And then he's going to move on, probably be, you know, one of the top picks in the NBA draft. Nate Oates is another question. And, and Clay, I want to ask you, do, you, do you view Nate Oates uh, in the light of all this and how he handled it? And, you know, you can make what you want of the remarks and what he knew at that point following a practice and, and a media session. To, but, do you view Nate Oates as differently as a coach this morning? Uh, probably somewhat, yeah, I think so. And I think that everybody else is feeling the same way. And uh, there's probably a lot of people in Alabama, you know, that, that aren't Auburn fans that are like, wished he'd handle it differently, but he's still our coach. Um, but it's, uh, he when he walks into an arena, he's going to, you know, he's going to hear the boos. And uh, maybe that's the way it should be, too. Um you know, it's it's uh, he's the best player in the conference, and and he got he got favor because he's the best player in the conference, in my opinion, by his no coach. Question. There's no question. And what's really interesting, Tommy, is how how is he going to be viewed? Not by us. This is the critical part. Uh, how will he be viewed when he goes into a home recruiting? Uh, will mothers like that he stood up for a player, or will they not like that he might have uh, been cavalier in his attitude about something that happened yeah. way past bedtime? Yeah. Well, make no mistake, or at least in my mind, um, this is the beginning of the end for Nate Oates at Alabama. And it may not be in a few weeks, it may be another season or two, but it's exactly what you just said. And you know, I, I guess they could win the national title in, in, in recruiting circles. Maybe this is forgotten in the transfer portal so prominent in today's game. But I think we'll look back and in a year or two because trust has been broken at some level between him and administration, probably with him and some of the fan base, and then also the recruiting base. I, I think this, you know, whether it's a year from now or two years from now, but we'll, we'll trace it back to these moments and why Nate, Nate Oates won't be the coach for uh, forever and ever, amen, at Bama. I'll take you back to Nolan Richardson's time, which was really interesting. You know, the, he had a you know a great player, one of the best in program's history, leading scorer all-time, Todd Day, and disciplined him over an off-season incident and held him out of the first semester and then made him come off the bench for the, for the second semester the whole the rest of the season and i you know i'm not you know when it all was said and done not a lot was pinned on todd and that to me was uh was really interesting nolan he completely went the other direction as 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 opposed to what nate oates has done and yeah may have punished todd past the point that he should have been him. And, you know, everybody wants to, well, well our coach would have this, our coach. We don't have a lot of history with Eric Musselman and discipline items that, that we're aware of. I mean, the things that come to, to public light. And I'm certainly glad he's not having to deal with, deal with anything like this. But from the few things we do have examples of, it's, it seems like he, he, well, he runs a, a much sterner, stricter uh, system. Well, Kamani Johnson was suspended for in, in missed games because of an incident. I mean, there isn't any doubt about that. Right. And and I'm sure Ty remembers that. Mm-hmm. And and so when something happens, he reacts. When they when they miss practice or miss class for sure, or they're late for a shoot around, something happens. And 
if it happens in class attendance, something happens. And you 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 are disciplined. And I think he's uh, you know he he is tough minded, and you know he defers to what's right as far as the discipline, and it might hurt the team. I, I, and this is on a much smaller scale, and we don't know what actually but was behind the scenes. You remember earlier this year when they we, – I can't remember who asked him about Jalen Graham, and he's just like, no, just didn't play coach's decision. And people were under the impression that it was either something at practice or something. It, as you're saying, Clay, it sure seems like even in small situations, swift, swift action is taken. But you, you brought up an interesting angle. How What is the – the, the perception of parents that you're talking about on this, like, what do you think a majority are thinking when it comes to this Brandon Miller situation? And they've potentially had a son that could play in Tuscaloosa at Alabama. How, how do you think they're thinking about this, or do we have to just wait till it all plays out before they make an assertion on this? Yeah, I think it'll be both ways, but it will definitely be some that see what happened as a real problem. You know, how many is it? Is it going to be another brand? Do they lose a Brandon Miller because of that? Perhaps. Okay. Well, here, here, I, I I just think the game's moving so much t- closer to the portal than high school kids. That's where we're headed. Yeah, it'll have an impact because Brandon Millers don't come yep. around every day. But but a twenty year old doesn't even ask his mom and dad, right? Right. I mean, okay. just the, the portal. The portal's just I think going to be the dominant way most programs fill their roster moving forward. Yeah, but there, if there is a Brandon Miller out there that has to go to school one year, do you get him or you don't? That's correct. I mean, I mean he got this one, <laughs> and, yeah. and he's going to—they're going to win a championship because of it, right? Yeah, he's going to play. He is going to play. Well, on, on that subject, Clay, and I remember—listen, you were spot on in the offseason. I remember you telling me and Tommy. Alabama's got a great recruiting class, bunch of 6'9", 6'10", guys, which Miller, I think, 6'9", Clowney's 6'10", because that's what Butch was telling you in the offseason. They'd be great. I mean, Bama's the best team in the SEC. They're probably the best team in all of college basketball. But with this incident, how does that shape your rethinking on their ability to win the national championship and win the conference and maybe win it in Nashville? It can go both ways, Ty, and and you know that, and that's why you're asking the question. Uh, this can cause problems inside the team. It can cause uh, the coach to be shaken and distracted, or it can it can cause this team to be galvanized more behind Brandon Miller. We don't know how the dynamics of this team work inside the locker, whether they they love him or they're jealous of him or or what. So it, it'll be something to watch over the next two weeks. They still got all their their bullets, and they—I'm sorry for using that phrase—but they got them all, and yeah. and they're really good. And I haven't seen, uh, you know, the ten. I watched the Tennessee game; could see that coming. That was, uh, you know, but that, on a neutral floor, they're to me they're the best team, and and I. I don't think Houston has played near the schedule that Alabama has. They might win on a neutral floor when they play again. Um, hard to beat a you know really good team twice. Saturday's the big day for Bama from this from from my seat. Not just because they're playing Arkansas, but because of the way they performed last night. Worst team in the conference. They go to their place, and South Carolina takes them to overtime. It, it, that can be easily explained away by the distraction of what happened leading up to that game. You make it two in a row against a much better Arkansas team. Now there's real questions and self-doubt and problems creeping in for Alabama. I think Saturday's a, a sentinel moment for Nate Oates, this program, and how they come out and what level they play at against the Razorbacks. Two things to watch for. Yeah, what happens on the on the court. The other is what happens in the stands. Are all their people there? Are they supportive? Good point. Uh, you know, is it, or or are they, or are they is their stomach just turned inside out by you know disgust? We, I would suspect they're all going to be there and they're going to support their team and they're going to support Brandon Miller. I, uh, it, it's really an interesting thing when you you ask a, you know, a fan of one team, how do you view this? Well, we're we're all with distaste, right? I mean, that, and that the I feel that way, Ty. You probably I'm asking. I don't know. Is this distasteful for you with what's happened? Yeah, I mean, I can't. Clay, my whole thing's been all morning. I can't get over the text that that was sent to him, 
And and then from Darius Miles, I need my joint gun, a derogatory slain uh, oh, yeah. racist term. Got just got a faking, which faking according to Urban Dictionary means threatened. I I can't get over that portion of this that he needs his gun because he feels threatened. And uh, my understanding is that Brandon received that while he was driving. I don't know how you don't read that. Um, maybe he didn't. Maybe I'm wrong on that. That's the whole argument that I cannot get over in the course of this conversation. Yeah, I, I just I had a hard time really figuring out all the meaning of that. What, <laughs> me, me what, too, what goes on in that in their world? Their world is different than my world. There's not. There's no doubt that how they live and how I live. I'm talking about young basketball players in their world, and, and it's different than what mine is and yours is. And I mean, I, I think that's I true. Heard, I heard joint, and I thought uh, something else. Yeah, you know? one. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like weed. Yeah. That's what I, that's what I initially well, I thought, thought too, Tommy. So, I'd, uh, I mean, not I'd, that not that college students would partake in anything. No, I never did but, that. Uh, no one ever so. did that. This podcast has been presented by Bet Online. This podcast is an exclusive property of Pearson Broadcasting. It may not be copied, reproduced, modified, published, uploaded, reposted, transmitted, or distributed in any way without Pearson Broadcasting's prior written consent. Subscribe to the Hit That Line Podcast Network, the best podcast in the natty state. Just search Hit That Line wherever you listen to podcasts. Brought to you by Breeden RV Center. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.